Blog Talk Radio. Okay. all over the country to be there and he was a you know 
extremely over with the smart marks, and it was very obviously why, because the guy can perform, he's energetic, he grasps the crowd, he's generally a good person, I hope he's listening, because while I'm kissing his ass, I'm going to try to book him soon, Uh, but just, you know, I, I was amazed by him, and some of the things that happened, you know, uh, Chris Hero, just the the aura around Chris Hero. I actually even got there to the gym early Saturday and sat in and, looked, and watched some of his, uh, uh, geez, I'm going blank now. He had a seminar before before the yeah. show, and so, which had a good turnout. And, I mean, it was just a great experience. But, you know, uh, the the weights. And, and their little uh, their funny stick work, working with Hank and Iceberg. There's some hilarious stuff there, and mo- even more than the wrestling was the at the hotel the hang. You know, we stayed in the in the cafe till three, four, five in the morning each night, just talking wrestling, and it, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I you know. Th- th- basically real life got in the way of me being there. I had a room in the hotel. Jeff and I were going to stay together, let the rumors fly. And then (laughs) Jeff ended up getting that room all to himself. And I, you know, I was just being crushed again and again, getting text after text from people who were at the show performed in the show. Uh, And it's just one of those, like, (sighs) I'm missing it and I'm missing it for a great reason, but still I'm missing it. It's just one of those things where you just, hate not being a part of something that's just so cool it just sounded like like you said it just sounded like a a great event you know wrestling often talks about itself as a brotherhood and all the rest of this stuff that often kind of creates a cynical reaction in people where it's like oh yeah whatever it's a bunch of bs they call you brother and stab you in the back blah 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 but Scenic City, and and this is a shout out to you know Scott Hensley and Ace and uh, and Al Getz. I mean the guys that put this together and were instrumental and making things happen, that atmosphere really was achieved. No BS. I think there was this sense of like we're all in it for the show. We're all thrilled that it happened. They raised a ton of money for that baseball program, and I mean it was just. I, I hate the phrase win-win, but it really does seem like it was just a win-win for fans, for wrestlers, and for wrestling in general. I think I think everybody came out on top on this one. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, something that was cool and a little different, you know, all the, all the wrestlers had gimmick tables. Uh, they were on hmm. one wall, and then us non-wrestlers were on the other wall. But they were all on one wall, and most of the guys stayed outside the entire show except when they would go back and prepare for their match, work their match, and they were right back. I saw Jimmy Ray actually interact with fans more, you know, in two nights than, than I'd had in his entire career. Uh, and to see that, it, it, it was, an, you know, the simple thing, it was an event. You know, it, yeah. it was an event. And I, I, I'll i be back next year, God willing, uh, because I, I enjoyed it that much. And, a beautiful, perfect venue. Uh, they had a big stage for them to come out, come down the ramp. It was laid out perfectly. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what more they could have done. I mean, yeah, and like you said, Ace and and Scott and Al deserve so many kudos. Sitting there listening to Dan Wilson acting uh, <laughs> on some of the matches, I, I was close enough to where I could hear him. And, of course, Dan, you know, Dan has that ability, even if something isn't great, he makes it sound even bigger than it is. And he didn't need to, but he still was able to make it sound bigger than it was. Yeah. And, and I mean, Charles, from, from one promoter to another, uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna reveal something about myself here. When somebody has a good show that I am not <laughs> – I had basically nothing to do with or I wasn't one of the people organizing it or responsible for it. There's usually a part of me, and this is just me being honest, that is – I don't jealous is not the right word, but there's definitely a sense of like, God damn it. Like, you know, just a little bit, uh, because all of this stuff, we're all like sort of competitive guys that we don't hate each other. Uh, well, some of us hate each other, but we don't hate each other. But at the same time, there is this sense of like, 
you know, what's Shindig doing? How was Shindig? You know, and then for PCW, it's like, how'd Sacred Ground go? Or, you know, July 4th. It's, it's just what we do as guys who are all doing the same thing. But I got to say, like, when I heard about how great Scenic City was, there was no part of me that was resentful, except for the fact that I wasn't there to witness it. Like, that was the only thing that bothered me. I, I certainly didn't begrudge those guys' success or anything like that. It was just, it just was like that feel good event and uh, I, I mean I honestly think it's a cliche but I think for Scenic City Invitational it's true I think it's good for all of us especially at a time where I was saying that the WWE by the way Monday Night Raw lowest ratings in 19 years not one part of that show cracked 3 million viewers and you know, it's always been, oh, how the WWF goes, that's how everybody goes. But, you know, at a time where their ratings are as bad as it's been, there are more solid promotions doing stuff. And Scenic City doubles their attendance from last year. I don't know. I think that bodes well for all of us, honestly. And, and I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it, it, it puts a buzz on indie wrestling. It puts a buzz where I can go out there like myself, and I'm going to hype up the fact that i got a big show coming up September 10th. Three of the four finalists in the city are at my show September 10th. Uh, I think six or seven of the people who participated are in my event. And that, that's nothing, that should help, do nothing but help rub my event because, hey, you yeah. see how good these guys are. And they're going to be here. You know, you can hear everybody talk about Scenic City, Scenic City, Scenic City. Okay, now you in Monroe, Georgia, or Athens, Georgia, or, you know, in our area, you can see those guys right here. And that's good for me and, and anybody else who, who are using some of those same guys. And you, going back to guys who who made great showings, and I didn't really uh, – uh, Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry is legitimately on fire these days. I haven't heard – Yes, sir. Oh, he and Jimmy Rave turned out Sunday at AWE. I haven't heard about that. I don't heard how that went, but you know, I legitimately for a while thought Anthony Henry was going to win win the finals. Uh, he, he was that good, and you know, then of course Gunnar Miller took over at the right time as he was supposed to, and the, the big swan dive over the top. Oh, that swan dive out. is ridiculous! I saw it on Twitter today. I think Jeff put it up. The just the dive. <laughs> My God, and the response from that crowd was deafening. Yeah. So amazing, see, amazing stuff. And speaking of Jeff, to see Jeff, Jeff was legitimately excited, and you know, I don't want to say tearing up, but Jeff, I mean, this was huge for Jeff as well. Yeah. And and Jeff was in Jeff. Jeff, my one negative takeaway from the entire show the weekend. Jeff was introduced to a a lot of new audience, and we, you and I both know Jeff's greatness. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get with the type crowd. He could. I would love for him to have been able to cut a Cornelia promo in front of those six hundred people Saturday Absol- night. But I could not agree more. I think a Cornelia promo. I mean, you have smart marks in that crowd does does jeff g bailey hate anything more i i think you gotta like you you turn him loose on them just like you would turn him loose at dragon con every year um but you know again i think he was happy to be there of course but yeah like you said i mean that's the one thing if you got jeff there my God, let him be Jeff, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and he, 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 you know, he cut a promo the first night, but other than that, he and it was very tame, very, very tame. And but you know, I was sitting there so much for me, man. These people need to see the real Jeff G. But you know what? That smart mark comment. Jeff was hanging with a lot of the smart marks this weekend. He'll never tell you that, but I saw and I damn know. Oh no, please tell me about this. So Jeff, Jeff was, was hanging with a bunch of smart marks? Jeff, Jeff was hanging with the smart marks. I guarantee he was this weekend. He'll never let that get out. He'll probably be mad at me for telling but he was. I'm so disappointed in him. He better not have brought any of them up to his room though they probably would have done anything for him. I don't even want to think about that horrific picture I just said. Um, and I better not get an extra bill for the room. Uh, man, 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 man. Well, 
we're still waiting on Matt Riddle. Hasn't called in yet. But uh, it's Charles, uh, let's let's talk about September now, or, or please, I mean, obviously August as well. But PCW has a lot of big stuff going on. Obviously, Sacred Ground on September 17th is huge. Uh, we're also going to do this gathering on the Friday before September 16th in that building, uh, where it's just basically a chance for the wrestling folk. Uh, to get together and eat and drink and, and uh, glad hand one another and have a good old time. And of course, this is me formally inviting you to that. Um, but I, I want to hear about what you got going on because you've got marquee, you've got Southern fried what's happening in August and September. Okay. Well, you know, I'll be more than glad to talk about that. August coming up, August 20th, we've got a main event with Logan Creed and, and Odinson who are our tag team champions and Odinson, had an extremely good match with Chip Day this weekend. Uh, they're taking on guys you're very familiar with, the Big F and Neil, Jeter and Brian Blaze. They fought all over the place last time. We're going to turn them loose, no DQ this time. We got a ladies three-way, all kind of action. We're excited about that. And then the one that I'm really, really hyping now, September 10, the debut marquee show. It's a different brand, it's a different idea, it's a different, t- you know, I, I say Southern Fried's wrestling with an R, Marquee is wrestling with a W, and we're, we're looking to broaden the horizon and, and present hmm. a different type of show. Uh, uh, we're, we're excited that uh, Woo Wrestling, I guess, they will be uh, doing video on demand for this show as well. Uh, we haven't announced that publicly, but we can do that now. Uh, nice. TV sales, the entire the entire thing in the card that night is is the strongest that I've ever personally feel the strongest card that I've ever presented, top to bottom, talent wise. Uh, there's not a weak match on it. You go to lay out the card, and it's like you know, there's not a there's no filler junk here. This is seven strong matches. I'm so excited to see Jimmy Raven Slim Jay again. They tore it down at Shindig, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do next. And in one match that I will say that I'm, it, it keeps drawing me is that Chip Day-Jason Kincaid match. And for people who haven't seen J- Jason Kincaid's work, you look at him, and he probably doesn't look like he would be do the – he, he it doesn't look like the type of wrestler that he is. And Jason Kincaid is amazing. Chip Day is on fire these days. And that match is, I think, maybe the one that, that people are talking about when it's all said and done. You know, we lost Chase Owens. We had Chase Owens booked that book to wrestle Anthony Henry, but we were able to replace him with Caprice Coleman, and there's no drop-off Ooh. there at all, I guarantee you. Yeah, man. Uh, so we're really excited, and uh, hopefully we'll be coming back in November for the second show for Marquee. We've got that going on. We have, we've signed uh, October 1. I'll quickly throw it out. We have Corey Chavis coming in to work Odin, so I'm extremely excited about that match. And the uh, Colby Carino is actually coming in October 22nd. He'll be working Anthony Henry. So we're excited about that as well. Yeah, man. I, um, Charles, you know, we're still waiting for Matt Riddle to call in. Um, you talking about all of those great matches, all of the great local talent mixing with the guys that you're bringing in. It's, it's made me, th- I think this is an appropriate time to discuss this topic. We're in August. Um, we're now officially in August. Wait, let me, uh, let me make sure. Okay. Um, I thought this would be an actual good time for me and you to talk about this. You know, the year end awards are now sort of cresting over the horizon. And, uh, I I just want to get your gut reaction. When I say a category, um, Name who you think is the front runner for that category right now. And then I, sometimes I'll go first. Sometimes you'll go first. Obviously, we, neither one of us have had time to really prepare for this. I just think that it's sort of an interesting thing at this point to discuss who should win various awards um, at this point, if they were decided today, as the cliche goes. Um, let's start with something unusual. Uh, who is a referee that you've been impressed by? Now, Kendall Wallace 
is great. And Kendall Wallace was last year's winner. He's kind of retired. Now, he was at Scenic City. Is that right? Was Kendall Wallace yeah. there? I think he was. Yeah, uh, he, he, he split duties this weekend. He sure did. Um, but who's your – but, you, you know, you, can't, you come into contact with different referees of all sorts. Who's your front runner for referee of the year? Or you could name more than one referee that's impressed you. Uh, if I had to pick one person and, and no knock on anyone, right. uh, Tristan, Tristan Michaels would be the person that I picked. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and especially with the with the heel turn that he's doing with Peach State as well. Uh, but he, he's just a, he's a fine official to start with. He, he's hilarious in that role with Bill. And, you know, we've had the pleasure at Southern Pride to have Radar Martin in as a full-time person this year, and who I feel is extremely underrated. Uh, his facial expressions as a referee are, are just blow me away during the show because it's like he's, he's the fan sitting there on the front row into the match as well as he's calling it. But, you know, I'd say right now Tristan Michaels would be the guy that I would say would be ref of the year. Nice. Um, I'm going to throw another new name out there. Of course, like D. Byers and Kendall Wall, they're the sort of perennials. And usually Dustin Robinson is in the mix, though he hasn't refereed much, if at all, this year. But uh, I'm going to put up uh, Grandpa, <laughs> Daryl Hall. Um, he referees for PCW. He referees for AWE. He's, I just go by this. This is, this is my standard. Who's the guy that the guys want to referee their match, especially when it's an important one. And he's the number, he's the guy that gets called every time I'm at PCW. They're like, I want grandpa. I want grandpa. I want grandpa. So that's my, uh, so far my nominee for referee, but certainly Tristan Michaels uh, has done great stuff interesting that the landscape has changed enough that we're actually hearing some new names i think that's really exciting i think this year there's going to be a lot of shaking up as far as uh certain awards go um all right let's see um how about this who do you think is going is a male technical wrestler Again, Kyle Matthews used to have this thing on lock, and certainly at the Scenic City, Kyle Matthews had a phenomenal match with Chris Hero. Um, but uh, who do you th- who would you put up for technical? You book a lot of these guys that are sort of top-notch in-ring worker types. Who do you think is going to take it this year? You know, if I'm if I'm prognosticating, I, I tell you, Kyle Matthews is going to win again. Yeah. Uh, I- I think hands down Kyle Matthews and Fred Yehi are the two best in the state. But, you know, Fred hasn't done a lot of work in the state this year. And That's I think true. that will probably work against him. And, you know, just straight up, I, I'd, I'd have to go with Kyle Matthews on that one. I, I know that's a lame, it's not an exciting answer or something different, but, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's hands down. I think that's an easy choice. Yeah, I think Kyle Matthews um, is definitely the guy. It's, you know, the cliche goes, it's his to lose, I guess. Uh, I'm going to throw another name out there. I'm going to throw the name Slim J out there. Um, where, again, I think Corey Hollis is another guy who's really good and really technical, but now he's becoming known more for what he does outside the state than in it. Um, but Slim J is one of those guys I feel like is just really coming on and having great matches uh, wherever he goes. And of course, I, I guess you got to throw Jimmy Rave in the conversation. Of course you do, right? He's, he's on top yeah. everywhere he works and just does a phenomenal job to the point where his technical style becomes a story in and of itself. And they used it so effectively at Scenic City where it's like, you know, Rave takes your finisher, powders out, comes in, catches you in a small package. They made that a story that a crowd, many of whom who maybe had never seen Jimmy Ray before through the course of two nights, get that story enough that they can play off of it. And I mean, if that isn't a sign of sort of technical skill and the ability to storytell through technical wrestling, I don't know what is. So yeah, I think any of those choices, Kyle Matthews, certainly uh, Jimmy rave or slim J, those are your three front runners for sure. With Kyle Matthews being the obvious nod since he's been back and tearing it up everywhere. Um, uh, here's a weird one. Uh, woman. 
of the year. I think this year it's wide open. Um, wide open, yet not. Uh, Charles, um, I, you know what? I'll give you a little bit of a break. Let me go first. Um, I would normally say Dementia to Rose, but again, she's somebody who I think is doing a lot of work outside of the state as opposed to inside of it. Um, you know, Pandora, always there doing great stuff at Peach State, Southern Fried. Um, I'm going to pick somebody. Now, I think Merica is a choice. Um, definitely, she's a woman who's getting out there and working a lot. But I'm going to pick something kind of weird. Uh, Brooklyn Page, if somebody had told me that Brooklyn Page was going to be more than the wrestler's girlfriend at ringside, I honestly would not have believed it. But she's been part of angles. She's wrestled matches. She's been sort of an integral part of whatever her and Logan Chase are doing. I'm going to go out on a limb and put up Brooklyn Page as woman of the year thus far in the state. You know, I, she's also had a teeth kicked out by Drew Adler this year. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that that's, that is that is a, a good choice. This category would be wide open to me. I mean, the, the ladies you named, uh, I think Kiara Hogan has had a tremendous year. Uh, she's still young in the business, but I think she's Absolutely. had a tremendous year. Uh, Aja Pereira is doing good things these days. Uh, but to me... You know, I think it probably goes back to Dementia to Rose to me. I mean, I think she's yeah, she's she's moved to the next level, in, in my opinion. Uh, and Dev, Dev she's the one that you bring in girls for. Uh, yeah. You know, like she's and I mean, Pandora is the other one that fits that bill. But it really does. I think I, I got to agree with you. I think it seems to be Dementia to Rose's time. She's like in she's rising and it's kind of clear to anybody that's watched her work. And, and she's the one where America, when they inevitably put her in there with guys, it doesn't, there's, I'll just be honest. It just doesn't feel credible. It just doesn't come across well. Whereas dementia, I mean, you put dementia in any kind of match, nobody questions it. <laughs> nobody questions it. She can carry herself in any situation. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And that would be, if I were voting today, that would be my choice. I'm going to, um, let's let's go to a weird one. And, and one rule right off the bat, we are not allowed to pick ourselves um, for this. Uh, promoter of the year. Obviously, Southern Fried, and between that and your other projects, you're all over the place. And, you know, Southern Fried, whatever dip in crowd has been remedied and you're all full steam ahead and following these other projects. Who's another promoter you see around doing a great job? Uh, if I were voting, uh, I, I would I would go with Shane Knowles, uh, the Peach State staff. Uh, you know, they they continue to do a tremendous job. They continue to draw nice crowds. You know, everybody's crowds are down in the summers, including theirs, but they still do a nice job. Uh, it's a nice setup there. I enjoyed uh, taking a trip out this year to watch them. Uh, and, and Woody as well. I know Woody does, you know, nobody does anybody do more shows than Woody? I don't think so. His name would have to be there as well. Uh, yeah. But I would, I would vote Shane Knowles at this point. Yeah, I think Shane Knowles is a great choice. Um, I got, you know, I, I'm not allowed to say me um, or PCW by proxy. Uh, I will say uh, if it, Shane Knowles, you already said Shane Knowles, who would also be my choice. Um, but I got to say uh, Charles for all the reasons that I did when introducing this thing. I think uh, Southern Fried has. Uh, You've gone through sort of a feeling out process, figuring out, well, how to deal with crazy wrestling people for one, but more than that, sort of balancing what you want with what your crowd wants uh, and just putting that all together. And I, I mean, if somebody had told me about Marquis, Marquis, say a year ago, I would have went, it's a bad idea. But now I don't 
think it is. I think, I think it's a very smart way it's being promoted. Um, and I mean, that's the job, right? Um, promote, try to run new towns and all that. And, you know, Woody does a great job at that as well. Um, but you're in the thick of the action, which is why I would give the nod to you over Wood. Uh, Wood doesn't really compete with anybody, whereas you and I both know, like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're anywhere close to Atlanta, if you're anywhere close to Macon, um, you know, part of the job of a promoter is being a diplomat. That's the part of the job that people don't really get. And, and it's why, honestly, I would sometimes you'll hear people say Josh Wheeler. I can't say Josh Wheeler because a lot of the gig is building bridges and um and you know honestly making money or at least consistently garnering an audience. Um and that's something that Southern Fried and you have done as well as anybody uh along with I'd say Shane Knowles and Big Wood. So well, I appreciate that. Here's here's a weird one. Um, team or tag team of the year? I'll give us both a few seconds to think about that one, because uh, there's a lot of normally this this category kind of elicits sort of a not an, a tepid response, but it was always perennially the bullets. And and to not say it was the bullets was really silly. I mean, it was it was clearly the bullets. Now they're out of state more than they're in state. Last year it was um, it was the BFS, correct? Uh, and 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 you know, for some people that was a controversial choice. I didn't think so. This year, how many? There's so many groups, so many factions. Uh, Charles, what are what are your thoughts about tag team or group of the year? I would narrow it down to two groups. Yeah, uh, I would say the best is again with Drew Adler as the backbone, who yes. uh, in lead lead roles in three different promotions. Uh, yeah, and I would also say the cracking group of of Chip Day, Murder One, Iceberg, Jimmy Rave, that group there. Uh, it has to be uh, considered as well. The uh, I don't know what to think. I'm going blank on the hierarchy. Yes, certainly the hierarchy. The hierarchy. Back in the, and, the hierarchy yes. Uh, and then you have those, the the Bill Barron's group in Peach State. <laughs> certainly, um, I would you know normally I would try to pick an alternate choice just so we could discuss it. I I mean it's got to be backbone, right? Like it's got to be backbone. I just you you know you stated the case so clearly. They're on top in three different promotions, and I, I always like the hierarchy is definitely important. But there's something about Drew Atler like really finding getting his legs under him and carrying a thing instead of being the sort of silent wrestling guy in the group. He's like part and parcel of that whole thing. He is the personality of that group. And for that reason alone, the fact that it's helped to make Drew Atler a much bigger star. um, Yeah. The backbone. So impressive this year. Who is a, um, who is a, Booker, I'll go ahead and field this one first. Um, I, you know, I it's it's tricky because Scenic City, it's one of those shows that it only happens once a year and it's two shows, but it was so well put together and well thought out. Like part of me wants to say the the Scenic City crew for Booker. But if you're looking at a whole year's worth of booking, um, and it's not me anymore, it's Matt Hankins. And it kills me to say that, but Hankins, um, PCW has always prided itself on a couple of things. And one of those things is um, nobody does more with less as far as, you you know. I'm going to interrupt you right there because that was the exact same thing that I was going to say. Uh, I was going to pick Matt Hankins. Matt and Rick Michaels would be the two choices, but I was yes. going to say the same thing with Matt is that he does a tremendous job 
to me uh, w- with less. I mean, you know, you see, my shows, I may have 25, 26 workers. You guys there, don't, you know, you, you have a smaller roster. Absolutely, it's, yes. It's most out of what he has, hands down, no doubt about it. The, and PCW to me, and Matt Hankins has sort of revived this tradition too, PCW is the place where guys make their name are really put in a position to show, can you be a main event guy? Can you carry a promo? Can you do these things? And then guys have reacted accordingly and gotten guys that sort of made their bones in PCW. And that's a testament to the booking of Matt Hankins. Um, All right. I'm going to pick, let's, okay. Promotion. Now, We'll just assume that both of us, deep down, deep down, <laughs> think, it's, think it's our respective promotions. And I think you can certainly make an argument. I will make the argument for Southern Fried right now. Um, I, I think when you guys won it, and um, along with Anarchy, if I remember it correctly, a couple of years ago, um, you know, it was the hot promotion um, kind of like really finding itself. Um, but I think it's a more mature product now, and it's kind of found that great balance of here's what our audience tends to like, but it's sort of a similar thing that Peach State did where they're like, but we're going to also kind of educate our audience as well, not in a patronizing way, but sort of introducing them to something a little different and getting them to accept that as well. So I'd say Southern Fried, Peach State are the two promotions uh, because I can't say PCW. Those are the two promotions I think that have done a head and shoulders. Great job. I would not put wrestle America there. That's a company that I see as sort of doing the same thing again and again and again, and to sort of diminishing returns. And that's just me being brutal and honest in myself and why we wrestle though. I, and I should say, I would put um, Reverend Dan up for booker of the year for basically saving a promotion's reputation. Uh, I think he has done more to help why we wrestle than almost anything else. Um, But um, yeah, I'd say it's you guys or it's uh, peach state would be my two choices. Well, you know, I'll echo those same sentiments. Peach state to me would, it would be my vote. Uh, And and I've mentioned earlier why, why that would happen. Uh, PCW is a promotion that I've always looked up to. They're a promotion where I respect the people there. I was able to use some of you guys early when I started to elevate my product. Uh, I think we've always had a good working relationship, given the fact that, you know, we're closest to each other. We're only 20, 25 miles apart. People don't realize that, how close. I mean, you're like two exits over from from Porterdale. I mean, we're right yeah. near each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always – I've been to your show more than any other show outside of Southern Pride, and I always have a good time. Uh, and they, what you get there, you know, you draw – 60 to 100, whatever the number is, but it's a passionate group. That 60 to 100 will put out more racket than 300 in most places. And to do it as long as you guys have done it and to maintain the consistency, I guess is the word that I want to use. PCW is always in the conversation. I I would say if I were voting, I would vote Peach State, but I'm not going to say that that, that, uh, PCW wouldn't be right in the mix. Let's switch gears a little bit show of the year now obviously we haven't reached the end of the year and you know you've got some big bullets in the gun obviously sacred ground has yet to happen i'm going to name three or four shows that i think could be there um obviously i think scenic city um is right now leading the pack um why we wrestles hardcore hell uh is the show that revived that promotion brought it back from near death so I think that gets consideration also. Um, I would say that I'm curious to see what AWE will do. Last year, AWE, I mean, if show of the year had been earlier, there's no telling 
how many votes they could have garnered. Because that show happens when it does, which is in late December, still voting is technically going on, but I would imagine a lot of people have already gotten their votes in. That hurts them, but they seem to get it together for show of the year um, more than any of their other shows. So I go like, those are easy guesses. Obviously, Shindig went really well this year. Um, what are your thoughts about what are the possibilities for show of the year? Scenic uh, City would have to be right there. I'm going to pull a different one out, though, based on the feedback that I've heard and gotten from fans as well as workers. And the recent, uh, I think, and I may be wrong on the name, it was Summer of Hate, the Cornelia show uh, they just had at the end of July. Uh I think I'm right on the name, uh, but the uh, Strict Nine Anthony Henry main event, uh, I've heard nothing but amazing reviews of that show, and that yeah. would be a dark horse show that I was. And they had they had about a hundred that night, which these days is a very good crowd there. Yes. Uh, so that that would be, I think Cynic City right now, hands down. Although to give us something to shoot for for the rest of you, Steve. Yes, I, I, it'll be, again, the voting last year in a number of categories was very tight. I think this year it'll be more so. Um, you know, you and I definitely have to get to who's going to be wrestler of the year or who's wrestler of the year so far and, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. But first, uh, I believe our man working the board has a wrestling song queued up for us. God help us all. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to rest. Going to rest. You think I'd rather be sweating on the dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to rest. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. And the romper, bumper, butt butt delivered by the ice man. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gordy, but what I like the most. Is Kerry delivering the iron call is only the father it's can. Boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N-S wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N-S wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called. Friend, she could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was happy. Really happy. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a day, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's Kevin Von Erich when he's really high and flush. Silver-haired Ric Flair when he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. A dozen girls, I song before or maybe perhaps I'm blocking it as as somebody might block out being molested by their uncle at an early age but I gotta man one thing about whoever was singing that two things and then Charles please comment two things first thing I thought the white players on the Chicago Bears doing their rap in the Super Bowl shuffle was the biggest discrepancy between a black form of music and white people murdering it 
until I heard that guy doing sort of a like talk, singing. I guess that was singing over a funk riff. That was agony. But the other part is that guy not understanding. Clearly, it was um, where I would guess that this took place during a world class show, or at least in Dallas, Texas, somewhere. Uh, and the fact that that guy wasn't able to read the pulse when he got that reaction for Kerry Von Eric, the missing link, and Kevin Von Eric, and then he tried to close with getting a pop for Andre the Giant over those guys. Talk about not being able to read your audience. Uh, Charles, have you ever heard that song before? I don't know what the fuck it was, and I hope I don't have time to hear it again. <laughs> it was so painful. Oh, my God, that was awful. And and to the person running the board who put that song on, uh, I curse you. I, cur- I hope that you end up in some sort of Greek hell where instead of rolling a rock up a hill, uh, perpetually rolling that same rock, I hope that's the song that's on loop uh, on, on an iPod that's fused in your ears and then you've hit scramble, but all it will do is play that song again and again. Holy crap, that was terrible. It's it's weird because I've been watching um, a lot of Memphis stuff lately on recommendation from various people. And, you know, I love all of those music videos. I can't lie. Like, I love the Memphis stuff. But that thing, holy shit. I mean, maybe that killed David Von Erich. My God, that was freaking terrible. <laughs> Charles, Charles. Okay. I was gonna make I was gonna make a comment there, but it might offend some people, so I'm gonna keep it to myself. Damn it! Uh, but, okay, text it to me. Yeah, <laughs> we was talking about Von Eric Nance, but it, it, it wouldn't have been the accidental ones. Mmm. Mm. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. Um, let's see. Back to the list. Back to the list. Um, okay. Uh, oh, uh, announcer or commentator of the year. Um, I'll go first on this one to give you a little time. Uh, Jonathan Malik uh, does the commentary for PCW. And I just thought, oh, another guy sort of filling in for me. But he's become quite good at it and doing interviews and doing basically – the stuff that needs to be done on the microphone. I know often it is an announcer that is picked, but I'm going to put Jonathan Feltner, or I'm sorry, not Jonathan Feltner, who's also could be up for this category, but Jonathan Malik, who does a really great job. Charles, uh, you, you obviously see more commentators and uh, announcers than I do. Who do you think should win point of the year? Uh, if we, you know, ring announcer, I think John, Jonathan Feltner is the finest ring announcer in the state of Georgia. Uh, but I also hear it this weekend. I know he doesn't do as much stuff, but he still does some things. Dan Wilson to me is just so. My, oh my, my god! Of watching the old wild side stuff and just Dan making it larger than life, opening yeah. you know the show in the ring, and uh, yeah, when he talks to you for three minutes, you don't know what the hell's going on, but you know it's going to be damn fun and exciting as hell, and. And, and getting to hear him again this weekend and, and spending some time around, uh, those two are two guys. And to me, it's almost a different category. Like, if we're talking a ring announcer, to me, yes. Feltner's the best in Georgia. Uh, and he has that same thing that he's always professional, precise, and he makes it seem like it's, you know, an event and a huge match or whatever the situation is. And he, he, present, he gets that across. And he informs the crowd of what's going on and what's happening and what's coming up and when to come back and why you should come back, and which are big things that most ring announcers don't do anymore these days. And he does it without pandering, which whenever I see a lot of people's shows, you know, they do a lot of, like, pump up the crowd stuff. Like, it, it takes away from that big fight feel uh, that Feltner and so few others are able to actually pull off. I agree with you there. So that's a ring announcer and commentator. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Well, we might as well get to it. Uh, 
wrestler of the year. Oh, well, no, no, no. First, before we go to like overall wrestler of the year, wrestling personality of the year. Now, in the past, sometimes this has been, people have been sort of confused. This is the one that I always think gets the biggest amount of um, wrong votes. Um, often they vote for, like when Crew Jones won it, there's no doubt that Crew Jones has a great personality. But this is the Tommy Rich Award, which is supposed to mean that guys who basically do it through charisma more than appearance in the ring. So like Simon Sermon, Shadow Jackson, guys like that. Um, Charles, who's your thought on who wrestling personality of the year would be? Now there's a lot of good contenders this year. You know, there's, like you said, there are a lot of good guys there. Uh, a name that would jump to mind, Tommy too much. Uh, mm. I think. Uh, and, and even with what they're doing this year, the character that Bill Barons is playing could almost fit into that. Oh, that's a great thought, yes. And, you know, I I look around. You know, those would be two guys right off the bat. The stuff that we do with Jagged Edge, which when, I, when he first came in with me, I never understood why nobody put him on a microphone. The guy's magic with a microphone. And uh, that excites me. I don't think Jackie gets out and gets enough, uh, you know, gets himself out enough these days so that he's not going to get the votes to get there. But uh, Tommy Too Much would be a guy that I would that I would think of. And then you've got, you know, along the character lines, someone like an Ashton Starr who is amazingly entertaining. Oh, and, great new choice. I think that's a great yeah. new choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, if I were voting right now, Tommy Too Much would be my vote. I think Tommy Too Much is definitely there. I think Ashton Starr is another great call. Um, I'm going to slip his name in there. Uh, the Carpenter, who I, you know, him, whether he's in the ring wrestling with Bill the Butcher or managing Bill the Butcher or cutting a promo, like that's a guy who I think he's made a character that, other my my standard too one of the things that goes in his favor for a lot of this is when he goes to new places to wrestle and he has gotten out there um the knock on him that he is like oh well it's great but he's just a PCW guy he's all over the place i think him and bill are actually AWN tag champs and that kind of thing is people know that gimmick that have never met him uh which speaks volumes for him so carpenter is another guy i would add to that very good list um, speaking of Ashton Starr, that was such a great, great call, Charles. Um, is he your uh, – let's see. They, there is no rookie of the year, but there's definitely a most improved category. Who are the um, who are the wrestlers who are up for most improved? I guess Ashton Starr would definitely be one of those guys. Can you think of any others? Uh, two names that I would throw out there immediately uh, from what I've seen, the feedback I get, because, you know, I'm always questioning – Guys who I don't yeah. work, I, I, I talk about, you know, I say, hey, hey, what about this guy? Adrian Armour would be the name. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think with what he's done, as we discussed earlier, to become a a dick and an asshole, put it mildly, uh, Drew Adler these days. I mm-hmm. mean, I think he has jumped leaps and bounds. Uh, those two guys uh, would jump out right away to me. You know, it's interesting. I would have to fact check this. I'm wondering, I think Drew Atler has one most improved um, before, which, which is, which is, I think an extra testament to him, right? That he could win it once. And then it's kind of like how Steph Curry won for MVP. And then I read this article where the guy was arguing, not only should he be MVP, he should be most improved because he, because he actually improved his numbers unbelievably from his MVP year, the year before that's the kind of year that he had last year. And I mean, same goes with Drew Atler. I'm sorry. You were going to say something, Charles, my fault. No, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he's been, as you say, he has won that before a guy who works with us, who I think his future is so bright is Odinson Uh, where he was at one year ago to where he's at today to be invited to stay city to go Saturday night and win the Pro South title. Uh, he's working FIP regular. 
that's a guy you got to throw in the mix as well. Uh, hands down, I mean, Bill the Butcher, a guy to me who has elevated his career in the last year. You know, I look at where I saw guys a year ago and where I see their their, their worth value today, and those are all guys I think that have really stepped up. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of those past most improved winners are now – or the guys that were up for the award and a top contender are now the guys, guys like Strychnine, guys like Jeter. You know, they're now the staple of the main events wherever they go, and that's cool to see. And with that in mind, I would say the one name – I think it's a name that's so obvious it sort of belies – even thinking of his name is Gunnar Miller. I think because Gunnar oh, Miller yeah. is so clearly like a main eventer that we don't even think about it as an improvement. It just seems like he's just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's such a phenomenon that it sort of belies the usual way you think about most improved because it's such leaps. And I mean, he got, mo- he's, he improved from the first night at scenic city where he had basically the match. I mean, you were very diplomatic, but it was that was the match that wasn't as good as the others to being part of two of the best matches in the next night. So, I mean, you know, obviously you've booked him before. I book him. You just can't say enough great things about Gunnar Miller. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and just seeing him say, you know, I don't think about him as being improved because he's just he's just so good. That he's like he's already there, you know, and and, and I'd like to buy stock in him if that was that were possible. But uh, and I'll go back to what we t- mentioned earlier. You mentioned Carpenter on that, and that was a guy that I missed. And, and when I, I've seen him live at your place a couple times, and and the character is so it's just an eerie character. That feeling that you know he maybe he is the guy in here that'll fuck everybody up, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> And, and I, I hate that I missed that, but that, that was a good call by you on that one. Um, you know, this this brings us down to, and I'm sure there's a category or two that we missed. Let me see if I can think about it right off the top of my head. Besides wrestler of the year, I'm sure there's one I'm forgetting. And whatever I'm forgetting, somebody will be sure to email me and yell at me about. Um, promotion, we did that. Promoter, booker, woman team most improved technical yeah maybe i did cover them who knows um but let's uh it's a great way to end the show and again we're sorry that uh matt riddle didn't call in i was going to tell him how great he was but now uh i've been spurned twice charles so if matt (laughs) riddle does call in in a future date uh we're definitely going to have to get him somehow some way but um uh, who's the front runner for wrestler of the year? This is a, I think last year was the story of guys were locks. I think Jimmy Rave was a lock. I think Rick Michaels was a lock. Oh, I know the other category manager of the year. Now you mentioned Bill Barron's more than once. Uh, and of course, I mean, Jeff G is the one you're always, I'm going to argue for always because this year he did the impossible, which he, which is he went from a manager to sort of a bigger, as big as the show type personality with anarchy. And this year he's become a manager's manager, like an actual manager, maybe the only one in wrestling right now besides Paul Heyman. So, I mean, Jeff is the obvious choice. I'm sure Bill will definitely get mentions and nods. Uh, Is there anybody else out there that you see doing their thing, Charles, as far as a manager goes? Uh, You know, I I was uh, introduced to Logan Chase this weekend, that character. Uh, and and I, I I can't I haven't seen enough to really speak on. I've heard positive things there. Uh, Doctor Brock with us, who who plays the you know he, he plays his role. He's the nerd. He's the whippy guy. He helps his guys out. He does really good. But I mean, uh, we're kidding ourselves. I mean, this this award should just be named the Jeff G Bailey Award. I mean, he's I, I yeah. made a comment a couple of times this weekend how that guy never got signed to a major company baffles the shit out of me yeah um you know he's not dead yet and so we'll have to see but yeah i mean he's the guy he's got he's got big league talent 
like there's just no other way to say it. If if you know a guy like Corey Hollis has big league heart along with big league talent, and I, I think you know the same can be said for Jeff. He loves wrestling and it shows. And he's and he worked for everybody who's anybody. And there it is. It is like you said. It should just be the Jeff G Bailey Award. That son of a bitch. Um, and now. Uh, We'll close the show. Uh, wrestler of the year. I'll I'll go first. I'll give you a chance to think about it. Um, I'll throw out a couple of names. I I don't think Jimmy Rave has certainly not lost a step. Um, you know he had a phenomenal year last year. Uh, he was on top everywhere that he worked, be it Peach State, uh, be it AWE. Jimmy Rave uh, has put AWE on that map. He's the guy that it's very credible for him to wrestle outside talent. I'd say that that applies most to him and Chip Day. Um, Jimmy had a huge year last year, winning the Scenic City and getting to the finals this year, obviously. So Jimmy Rave definitely deserves the mention. Uh, Gunner Miller, um, while, you know, some people, he's the guy who seems destined to be signed by the big leagues. Um, you know, it's, it's that same, it's that rugged determination, put it back this way, back in the day, Vern Gagne, Bill Watts would have been stabbing each other in the streets to try to get a hold of Gunnar Miller. He's that kind of like throwback, legit athlete guy, um, who's obviously having a year unlike any other. I mean, winning the scenic city, uh, you know, being the most improved, being the guy that elicits the strongest reaction. If AWE was smart, they would book him because he's sort of the antithesis of what their fans want. Uh, and I mean, there's just an undeniable charisma and everything else. So I'd say, just, and you know, put Jeff G with him, it's undeniable. So I'd say Jimmy Rave, um, I would say, I would say definitely Gunnar Miller. And then I would put Jeter in that category as well as a guy that's had a phenomenal year at Southern fried and obviously at PCW where he's held the title all year. And again, being in an Ironman match, a Jeter doing that two years in a row. I just can't say enough about how insane that is. So those are my three general choices for wrestler of the year. Charles, any thoughts? I I concur with those three. Uh, two more names that I would add to the list, uh, personally to me, uh, for what he's done, Strict Nine. Uh, yes. And I would I would say Tyson Dean uh, is a name as well who works the top at Peach State nice. and is Wrestle America champion now and a NWA I think North American champion now as well. Yes. So. Those are two guys that that I think would be in that in that argument, and I think two guys, I think Slim J deserves to be in that argument, especially branching out more this year and getting to PCW, getting to Southern Pride again. What he does in Cornelia, and I think Chip Day and Drew Adler are on the cusp. Uh, Absolutely. Sure. So I think next year is the year. I think if. Uh, Chip Day has had a phenomenal year. I think if they let him run with the ball at AWE, uh, he'll be right there at the top. Uh, Drew Atler again, I think if he continues to just build off of this unbelievable momentum, I think you're absolutely right on that one. Uh, it's going to be an interest. Like I said, I, I don't know that it's been this good in years. It used to be one league would have everything sort of locked up. And this now, it's like guys who wrestle in more than one place are sort of the, the you know, the guys that get the nod um, and different promotions just doing very different things. Um, phenomenal stuff. Thank you, Charles. I know, uh, you know, you were no doubt super prepared for Matt Riddle, as was I. And it's disappointing that he wasn't on, but I think the discussion that we had was awesome and, you know, in September and October, Southern Fried and Marquee going to have some big things going on. And, of course, PCW will as well, first and third Saturdays. And then the uh, Friday before Sacred Ground, we're going to have that gathering of the wrestlers. And uh, 
Okay, let me see. The guy in the the guy in the booth says he has an oldie but a goodie. So Charles, uh, any last words before we play our our outro segment? Support indie wrestling. Buy tickets. Buy merch. Come see PCW Southern Friday Marquee. And thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Charles, for filling in so ably. Uh, We'll be back with the tipping point in two weeks. And next week, Matt Hankins at Some Bitch will be here with Big Wood for Three the Hard Way. And now we go out how we go out. I'm not sure what this is. You have reached the voicemail box of the father of four, Nick Foley. Please leave your best joke at the sound of the bang. What's the difference? Between a porcupine and China in a room with any member of D Generation X. Undertaker, tell me the difference. On a porcupine, the pricks are on. The outside. Hey, yo, Snake. I got a joke for you, man. Well, I think that's beautiful, man. I think it's beautiful, Scott, that you've stuck with your recovery and you're ready. Man, don't just keep talking, man. I'm going to tell the joke. So, do you know the difference between Dolph Ziggler and the Two and a Half Men series? That's good, brother. You're keeping it topical, man. And that's just beautiful. It's beautiful when you keep things relevant to the modern man. Just answer. Do you know the difference between Dolph Ziggler and the Two and a Half Men series? No, man. I can't say that I do. Well, one of them's over. And the others, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, man. That's kind of fucked up. You have no messages. <laughs> See you in two weeks for the tipping point. Oh, boy. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.